Welcome to the Vineyard Cleveland podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For further information and other resources, please visit vineyardcleveland.org. Such a, a treat to be able to gather together in one place physically to celebrate Jesus' birth, to celebrate Jesus coming to us, the Word made flesh. And I wanted to chat a little bit tonight, briefly, um, about seeing. And Billy is going to be a, a leader here at the church. Billy is going to be leading us in an exercise here in a little bit um, and into a ministry time. And tonight is, as I prepared for this evening and what the Lord wanted to say, and it was confirmed by what uh, Billy was journeying this, this week, I feel like from the Lord there's an invitation for us to see afresh this morning, or this evening. Yeah, we're in this evening now. For us to see afresh, for us to see God, and for us to be seen by Him. And so we wanted to talk about seeing tonight. And Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah saw long, long ago God coming into our world, becoming like us. Long, long before Jesus ever hit the scene, Isaiah prophesied that God would come. And in Isaiah 2, he prophesies this. This is what Isaiah, son of Amaz, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of the mountains. It will be exalted above the hills, and all nations will stream to it. Many peoples will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, so that we may walk in his paths. Isaiah prophesying what we just sang tonight. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him. The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many peoples. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks, meaning Messiah, Jesus, will bring peace, will bring shalom, will bring wholeness, where before there's been strife or disruption or division or war. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. And here's the key. Isaiah says at the end of verse 5, Come, descendants of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Let us walk in light. It's hard to see in the dark, isn't it? It's very hard to see in the dark. And Jesus, the light of the world, has come to shine on us tonight, in this moment. Later on, Isaiah says this in chapter 9, the people walking in darkness, that's us, have seen a great light on those living in the land of deep darkness. A light has dawned. It's always been dark here on planet Earth. 
Not only do we walk in darkness, but we live in the land of deep darkness. And Isaiah says, when Messiah comes, it'll be like the rising of the sun, that as Jesus comes, light will dawn in our hearts, in our world. He says, you've enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For to us, to us, to me and you, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the greatness of his government and peace. There will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. I hear the Holy Spirit speaking now, saying, Parents, do you remember the time when your baby first opened their eyes and saw. To us, a son is given. Jesus' eyes, bright and shining, opened in the kingdom, came to earth. The land of deep darkness, a light is dawning. Jesus, baby Jesus, opens his eyes, awake to the reality of being fully God and fully Man, at the same time, the Word made flesh, skin and bones, Jesus opens his eyes and the kingdom begins. The, the reign and rule of God with us. And that's what we've been journeying all this December through Advent season as our community life pastor. He's not just a great storyteller for children, but he's planned this wonderful season of remembering of remembering that God is Emmanuel. Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. And I sensed as I prepared this week that Jesus would want to remind us tonight and as we awake tomorrow on Christmas morning to remember that when you're with someone, you, you really see them. And you know what I'm talking about? I'm not just talking about vision or eyesight. How many times, couples, do you come to your spouse and you say, I feel like you're not really seeing me right now. <laughs> I feel like you're not hearing me right now. I'm talking about seeing to our souls. When you're with someone, you see them and you're seen by them. And Jesus coming into this world is God saying, I see you, and I'm with you. You're seen by me. You're not forgotten by me. I love you. To be with someone is to see them. You know, in Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, we're given this picture of seeing and what that looks like for these magi these wise men who come from far away to see Jesus, to worship him. And it's a really great picture of worship, and I felt like the Holy Spirit gave it to us tonight as a, just a remembrance. 
After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, Matthew writes, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is this one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw, we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. We saw, the Magi said, we saw his star. We saw this sign that something significant was taking place in an otherwise insignificant time and place. And we saw and we followed because what we believed we would find would draw our hearts into worship. And I feel like in that tonight, there's a picture for us as we follow God's voice, as we see as far as we can see in front of ourselves, sometimes not that far, right? If we're all being honest with one another, I can't see past the end of my nose sometimes. So lost in selfishness I am a lot of times. You guys wouldn't know anything about that, would you? <laughs> just me. Just me tonight. Anyway, okay, some, okay, some of you, all right. All right, it's good to know I'm not alone. Me and you, Emerson. <laughs> um. but seeing as far as we can see in front of us. Could, could we remember tonight that the sign we're following leads to worship? We saw his star when it rose, and we've come to worship him. The Magi saw his star, and they came to worship. Mary and the shepherds saw angels, all signs or messengers, saying, the light is coming, you'll see soon. We're going to open your eyes, they say. The shepherds we talked about a couple weeks back, and how the shepherds were unique because we have this picture of them that we think in our minds, you know, that's why we showed that little kid snippets. Don't you love those kid snippets? They're so cute. They're hilarious. Um, Because we have this idea in our heads that these shepherds who were keeping watch over their flock by night were grown men, and, you know, they're just out in the fields, and, um, and we'd be wrong. Because a lot of times these shepherds were children. And if they're keeping watch over their flocks and outside of Bethlehem, they're most likely Passover lambs that will be sacrificed in just a few months. Symbolizing the coming of Jesus, our Passover lamb. Huge symbolization there. It's just amazing. And these shepherds saw... You know, they opened their eyes and they saw, they couldn't help but see the angels in the sky who said glory to God in the highest and peace on earth. John says that anyone who sees Jesus sees the Father. Jesus is the Messiah. He is God. In John 14, Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it's enough for us. Jesus said to him, have I been so long with you, and yet you have not come to know me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? 
Jesus is the spitting image of the Father. We want to know what God looks like. And a lot of us tonight on the face of the earth, whether here in Parma Heights or in Cleveland or in Ohio and in Kent or in Alabama or in Canada and Saskatchewan and the UK and Australia and India and Africa, we all have this question, God, what are you like? What do you look like? And the son, Jesus tells Philip here in John, do you want to know what God looks like? Do you want to see? Jesus is saying, do you want to see God? And then Jesus gives this extraordinary revelation and he says, anyone who's seen me has seen the father. Jesus says of himself. You want to know how Jesus cares about you or how the father cares about you? Well, how did Jesus care for people? How does the Father feel about the poor? Well, how did Jesus treat the poor? Jesus is the spitting image of the Father. He's exactly like the Father. And Paul tells us in Colossians that Jesus is previously what could not be seen. And this is really good news for us tonight. That before Jesus came to that feeding trough in the middle of nowhere... God could not be really known by people like you and me. He really couldn't be known on a relational face-to-face level. Paul says he's the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Paul says he is, Jesus is, what previously could not be seen. Paul says, we see Jesus, but it's kind of like we're looking through a hazy mirror. Have you ever looked at a mirror that's old and kind of dusty and you can't see through it so much? Paul says, that's what we're like with Jesus. That's what we're like with God. In 1 Corinthians, he says, for now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. In glory, face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will know fully, just as I also have been fully known. We're right back to being with someone, is to be seen by them. Paul says he will be fully known, seeing and knowing that by Jesus coming to our world, we can know and be known, we can love and be loved by Almighty God himself. This is the invitation to see and to be with. When the Lord comes, he opens our eyes to see who he really is. When it's him, when it's really Jesus, our eyes are open to the reality of who he really is. Not who some people say he's like. Not what Bible commentators think, but what, who he really is. who he really is. There's a lot of people in this room who could write scores of um, articles or um, paragraphs on who Abraham Lincoln is. But none of us really know him. None of us can really know Abraham Lincoln unless we have some descendants among us. I'm not sure that we do. Probably not. Most likely not. 
But this is what Paul is saying, that we can really know God. To be known by him, that's to be with him, not just to know about him. But when the Lord comes, he opens our eyes to see who he really is, that he's with us. The way to know if someone is with you is to know if they see you or not, and if you see them or not. I wonder how God would want to open our eyes afresh to see him tonight. How would God want to open your eyes to see him? Perhaps you need to see him as Messiah, as rescuer. Perhaps you might say tonight, I feel like I'm in too deep, whether it's in relationships or financial troubles, you you need to be saved. Could God be asking you to see him as your rescue, to see him as your Savior, to see him as Messiah? Perhaps he's opening your eyes to see him, who he really is tonight, as peace giver. Perhaps you feel anxious all over your life. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, this time of year, 2022, is right around the corner. What's it going to bring? We, nobody knows. We're all fearful. Perhaps God would want to speak a word of peace to you tonight. Shalom. Peace to you. Be still. Do not be anxious about anything. Perhaps that's how you need him to open your eyes to see him for who he really is. God, open our eyes to really see you as the shepherds and the magi and Mary saw that night. What would it look like for you and I to follow the angel's word, to follow the star of the magi, follow to Bethlehem and behold him? That's the question I feel like is on God's heart tonight for us, Vineyard Cleveland that he would fill us with his light. In 2 Corinthians 4.4, Paul writes this, in whose case the God of this world, the enemy, has blinded the minds of the unbelieving, blinded the minds of the unbelieving, so that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. We are blindfolded without Jesus. We are blind. We're blind to our own sin. We're blind to the things of God. We are blind. We are lost. We're like, we're just groping around in the dark looking to see where there's a light switch without Jesus. We need the light of Jesus to shine on us so we can see. We can see the world as it really is. We can see one another as we truly are, as gifts from God, treasures in one another's lives to see that the other person who's sitting next to you is the beloved of God, a brother or a sister of God. You know, we need the light of Christ to shine on us this Advent because we live in a dark world. We're living in a fearful world. And we need the light of Christ to shine on us.